Do you want me to do it? Yeah, whenever you're ready. I'm All ready. right. We should get some of those little bells ringing, though, don't you think? Like the what do Christmas, you mean? Like the Christmas bells? Like, ding, 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 ding. Okay. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> We're not recording nothing. <laughs> and because of that, they, we are we are releasing four episodes of the top top 2022 uh, of our podcast. So this was a weird introduction. Thank you for being so faithful to our podcast and listening. We want to bless you with four of our older, most popular episodes. I hope you enjoy it. Merry Christmas. So what does Jesus have against pigs and dogs, Dan? Today on Life Talks, we're going to be talking about another hard saying of Jesus when he throws dogs and pigs under the bus. All you pet lovers, all you animal lovers today, and all you PETA people, uh, we're going to find out what Jesus said by don't cast your pearls before swine. So I'm Ben. I'm here with Dan. Um, Dan, this is this is an interesting one. I'm sure people have heard growing up, maybe it's uh, it sounds like more of a country saying, right? Don't cast your pearls before swine. <laughs> and so that's why you want me to address this, that's isn't right. it? So. Because, at, you know, you're, you're, you're just a, you're a redneck, Dan. At heart. I, I like to think of myself as a philosophical country boy. <laughs> and that you are. Um, one of my favorite things, if you know Dan, he grew up on a farm. And if you get him talking long enough, uh, you know that he has so many stories about killing animals on the farm. <laughs> Um, but but uh, Dan, we're, we're going to be looking at this in in this episode another hard saying, and it's during the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. and it's and it's in between a lot of these. Uh, you know, he has these kind of seg- sections of teaching throughout. You know, that he gives for about three different chapters, and right after the one he talks about, don't judge others and take the log out of your own eye before you move the speck out of your brother's eye, and he gives this one verse. You know, and I know there's other places where it talks about this, but it says, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and to attack you. Yeah. So, so what what in the world does that mean? There, there's a lot of fun in this verse, in, in my opinion. And I, I love the fact that it, Jesus loved poking certain people in mm-hmm. the eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, he when, <clears throat> when he'd be teaching or whatever, uh, he was always... You know, using hyperbolic, uh, almost outrageous illustrations. Yes. yes. Uh, he and one of the reasons he's such a master teacher. You know, my background's education, and one of the things I used to do is just look at how Jesus would engage his audience with these these literary devices and tools that would make people ask questions and furrow their brows and and talk about it later. And can you believe he said that? Yes. Uh, because that's a sign of a good teacher. Uh, you 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 chew on it for mm. a long time. Mm. And and so here so you've got Jesus giving this this epic sermon on the on the mount that, you know, again, two thousand years later we still haven't mined yes. all the information out of it. And and he gives this this long uh, soliloquy, so to speak, on on judging Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and he's warning us not to do it and to uh, take heed of ourselves and, and and so forth. And then all of a sudden he says, "But by the way, if you're going to judge, here's a here's an example. Don't cast your your pearls before the swine." So we have to ask our questions. Well, what is pearl and and why swine? Mm-hmm. And and so and as you've noted, there were two animals that consistently <laughs> caught the disdain of our Savior. Yes, he did, and it is dogs, dogs and pigs. pigs. So let's look at them from from um, and listen. Listen, um, we, you and I have dogs. 
right? I, I have a beautiful white, pure white, uh, <laughs> uh, Alaskan something white dog, sled dog. I don't and know, you love dog. bacon. So are you and offended I, right now? Oh, I, I love bacon more than I love my dog, in fact. <laughs> so, I wonder how many men right now are like, amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the only way it could be better is if dogs taste like bacon. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and I've eaten dog, too. Uh, so. <laughs> no, you haven't. I have in Thailand. Are you kidding me? I Did had, you know it was dog when you absolutely. had it? Absolutely. I heard him kill it. It went, well, yep, yep. And somebody no, said, you didn't. Yes. And somebody said, yeah, that's oh, lunch. And sure enough, it was lunch. Dan. So, but, I mean, to them, that wasn't What you a big do deal. for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I ate it was so I could brag about it the rest of my life. And for 25 right, so time, years, I've been out. about it. Did it taste good? No, it was really dry, and it's it's a reddish meat, so to speak, and it was not particularly tasty. Oh. So, you know, it's overcooked. Sorry, that was a little that was a little rabbit trail we just yeah, took. And, I just and for dessert we had popsicles. <laughs> oh, you're, <laughs> you're a sick man. <laughs> uh, we're going to get email from this. One. No, but 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 tr- for instance, okay, so we. I mean, you love your dog. Yes, I, I forgot its name. Wesley. Wesley, and yeah. my dog's. Bo, yeah, and um, Wesley and Bo are wonderful dogs. I've met your dog, and and, and my dog Wesley has mental issues. Four years old, <laughs> oh, they all do. We, we create these mental cripples, that we, <laughs> you know. And and my dog is spoiled rotten. Yeah. I mean, he just and and we love him. We see him as family member, but that's not the way most cultures no. look at dogs. No, no, no. That's that's a very Western thing, and it's mm-hmm. a very. 2020 thing, uh, you know, for, for generations, dogs were the scourge of, of culture because they, you know, they breed, they bark, they, you know, they're, they were everywhere. They were always underfoot. They, you know, they, um, you know, animals were utilitarian back in the day. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 yeah. and there was a shift. I remember my dad was, a, was a kid. It was kind of like, you can have a dog, but it's not coming in the house. Yeah, right. Oh, like, yeah, we would never. When I was growing up, never dream. Never a dog in the house, yeah. and so it's it's. I knew really... my mom lost her mind and went to college. <clears throat> she bought a dog. I said, what in the world? Why? I always wanted a dog. Now you got one in the house. So that that's been a major shift in the last fifty years or yeah, so yeah. In, in our culture. So so you, you have to put yourself in that mentality. So he was thinking, what is what is a very common, uh, almost feral, uh, annoying, dirty. dirty disrespected beast that I can bring in. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised he didn't use rats or rodents, but probably even more frequently seen in the streets everywhere you go would be the dog. Yes. And and so, and and we see it, you know, about how a dog returns to his vomit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you know, if you're eating breakfast right now, you're not going to like this, but have you ever seen a dog? I mean, they'll upchuck something and, and next thing you know, they eat it back it up. right back yep. up. And, and I, I remember getting after my dog, you know, for dragging things out you know a calf would die and he'd bring up the hind leg later on and oh. and chew on it and and <laughs> and then want to lick you on the face so, so, so in, in this issue and i've probably crossed more than one line with several people on this already but the, but the deal is they were not a, they were not respected like you know little fluffy that, that right. you love um the the other side are pigs now pigs <clears throat> were a sign of uh, almost either you loved pigs or you hated pigs. They raised pigs. Pigs mm-hmm. were an agricultural product in those days, but they were not for the Jews. They, they were the symbol of uncleanness. They were absolutely. And if you've ever been there, I mean, literally, if you walk through a hog house, you'll never get the stench out of your clothing. <laughs> I, right after I- See, this is why we had Dan lead this conversation. Here comes story time with Dan. <laughs> but when I was dating my wife, we were uh, were we even engaged yet? Uh, maybe it was the first year we got married, but it was really early in our relationship. My my uncle used to be one of the largest hog farmers in in the state of Missouri before 
Cor- you know, they yeah. ginormous ones took, yeah. took over. Corporate farming. And so I wanted her to see what a hog finishing barn looked like. And so I took her out into just like it. Just like every young girl wants to <laughs> <Yes>. see. <laughs> hey, sweetie, let's take a walk. <laughs> it was on Christmas Day, believe it or not. And and so I, I took her I took her out and and she had on high heeled boots and a and a coat with a rabbit fur collar on. And your wife is from West Palm Beach, Florida. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is and this is like a new coat because she didn't even have any coat. She had this coat just so that she could come to Missouri with me. And I walked her through that. And to get into the barn, you had to go buy a stack of dead pigs. They were all stacked oh. up. It was wintertime and they were frozen solid. And they're all sitting out there, these little baby pigs. And so I walk in, I walk through there, and you know she was not impressed. And so we went back into the house. Really? <laughs> and she, she put her coat on later. I even kept saying. This this thing stinks. This thing stinks. And for the rest of the trip, this coat still stinks like pigs because pigs are nasty. I mean, they are. I mean, we used to put giant tires in with them because if they didn't have the tires to butt up against and chew on, they would chew each other's ears and tails off. Oh. Uh, so, so 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 they're dirty. Um, they stink. They lay in their own waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll eat their babies. Most people don't know that. You mm. have to keep be, keep an eye on a brand new litter of pigs because the mama, every once in a while, for reasons unknown, will just eat them. Just mm. like a tasty little snack. Wow. Um, so they're, they're they're stupid. They're they're filthy. They get diseases, um, and and so they're the epitome of uncleanness. So when you see Jesus uh, using these colorful illustrations, mm-hmm. he's doing so with a purpose. And and so when he's <clears throat> when he when he talks about dogs, mm-hmm. he's 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 talking about lowest denominator of animal. Mm-hmm. When he talks about pigs, he's talking about filthiest of animals. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting. He calls people dogs and pigs sometimes. He does. And the apostles go on and yeah. follow his practice. This was this was the king of insults. To call somebody a pig or to compare them mm-hmm. to a dog was, was just... But here's the thing. Jesus always reserved these epithets for the religious... Gurus, the mm. muckety mucks of his day, who were the leaders in the Judaistic traditions mm. that were absolutely enslaving the children mm. of Israel, of, of God's people, by inflicting law after layer of law and rules and regulations. And they hated Jesus because his was mm. a story of grace and mercy. Mm. And he despised them because they had created what God had intended to point them to, to salvation, appoint them to a relationship with God. They had created an oppressive system that was damning yes. this beloved nation. Yes. And so this is this is important to note because sometimes we kind of get into a, a mentality of, well, Jesus ate with sinners, and uh, Jesus says love one another, and Jesus said he's without sin, cast the first, and, and, and so forth. You have to remember this. Jesus had a bark that that was painful mm-hmm. as well and and when he condemned sin and hypocrisy and self-righteousness and legalism he didn't leave any prisoners <laughs> you know he absolutely filleted people so jesus in this passage when he is saying don't cast your pearls before the swine is speaking of those okay. he's speaking of the people who rejected his message of grace and forgiveness mm. who rejected who who, who rejected they were using the name of god to send people that it's in the name of God leading people to hell. Absolutely. That's that's what this, this yeah. term is, and, is used for. And Jesus has no time for that. And by mm-hmm. the way, he still has no time for yeah. that. And woe to the evangelical pastor who preaches a feel good salvation message, or feels a or or, or, or feels a, a a message of the prosperity gospel, mm. who gets rich on the name and, and sacrifice of Christ. Woe to them. The mm. account that they will give someday is 
fearful. Yeah. And and we need to be we need to be very mindful of of that. But so here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying you've got limited time, limited energy when you talk about the gospel. Do not spend time convincing the unconvincible. Mm. Do not spend time um, uh, 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 wasting your breath, your effort with those who reject everything there is that's holy and righteous about my message. He said, it is the equivalent of casting pearls before swine. Things of great value. Here's the thing about pearls or or, uh, pigs. they'll, They'll eat anything they possibly can, but mm. they're not going to, they're not interested in things that aren't edible. Mm. So you can throw them garbage. You can throw that, you can literally throw them dead carcasses of things and they'll eat it and it'll disappear. If you were to throw in a bucket full of pearls, those pearls would still be there the next morning. Yeah. They don't know the value of them mm. because all they're interested in is, is the slop, the slop, yeah. the slop. And, and we literally called it slopping the hogs. <laughs> Anything that was left over, you know, from your meals or whatever, you slop the so, hogs. So the how, how do you, how do you think a Christian today applies this? And I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a general question on like that. And to me, I think one of the, this is just my personal opinion. This isn't like, you know, gospel or anything like that. I think this is probably one of the greatest, it, this is one of the greatest principles that we can apply in social media. Oh, okay. Yeah. So give me a general, okay. just give me some general applications and then speak specifically to the social media thing. Cause I think there's a lot of pearls before swine going oh, yeah. on when uh, it comes to online debates and those kinds of things. Absolutely that question. I think it, this verse was absolutely written to apply to that. <laughs> God there's, wrote this verse for social media. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I, there's a, there's a, a parallel illustration that he uses in, in several places where he says, uh, <clears throat> basically, kick the dust off your feet. Mm. Um, and and th- this is a symbolic one that had significance. And remember, again, the feet had s- uh, special emphasis in Scripture. Remember when Jesus was with the disciples in the upper room and he washed their feet? Yes. There's a, the reason. It was the servant, the slave, the lowest of them that washed their feet because you didn't have socks in those days. Yeah. You just had sandals. You walked through the streets. Everybody rode donkeys and horses and yeah. the sheep and the goats and yeah. went to market. Yeah. So there was a manure lot of manure. Manure was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And that manure, when it dried, turned to dust. <laughs> and so you had dust on your feet that was just filthy. And yeah. you didn't want to, in as much as Asian cultures have you take your shoes off at the door, you washed your feet before you went into the house. Mm. And usually a servant did that. And, and so the idea of shaking the dust off your feet was basically leave the refuse behind. Mm. And, 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 and it's symbolic. I don't know if you remember a few years ago when, when, uh, uh, George W. Bush was was president, and he was in a room of a bunch of Arab reporters, and one of the Arab reporters picked up their sandal and winged it. Yeah, I at remember him. that. You can yeah, YouTube it and see the video. Yeah. he he dodged it masterfully. He was athletic, and he just ducked real quick. But that in in Middle Eastern culture is a huge insult to show somebody the bottom of your feet, or to throw a shoe at them, or to smack them with your shoe. Is, was like giving them the middle finger. Wow. So anything to do with the foot was a big deal. So the the two pictures we have are, are pigs and, and, and feet. Hmm. He says, shake the dust off your feet. And what he's simply saying is this, don't waste your time with people who are never going to believe. Hmm. Now, here's where we get sucked into the, this this idea that I, I think we have to, to, to be mindful of. 
Not everybody who hears the gospel is going to respond to right, it. Right, exactly. Um, and I don't know who that is. Yeah, and um, that's hard. That's hard. I mean, yeah. when you, even when you say don't waste your time, sometimes it's like, well, how do I know if I'm wasting my time or not? Exactly. Right? Does this mean I shouldn't be preaching the gospel? Mm. Absolutely, it does not mean that. Mm. It simply says this: when when someone has obviously given thoughtful rejection of the gospel, they're no longer seeking. Move they on. They are attacking. Move on. Yeah. Now. As it replies to social media, this is so crucial because that can become this. And there's some people, and for whatever reason, I don't know, people that won't witness to the person that's across the street from them will get on the internet and argue for hours with strangers. <laughs> um, the anonymity of it or the mental fighting that comes yeah. up. And, and we got to be really careful. I'm, I'm going to, you know, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, uh, it's generally not done on Instagram because that's for right, pictures, right? right? But here's the big black hole. It's Reddit. Um, mm. And you know, if you don't know about it, don't go look for it because it's really not worth your time. But there are a lot if of Twitter's young, a dumpster fire. This is a Reddit is is, is a uh, is a landfill l- l- landfill fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they have these rooms, and one of them is our atheism. R stands for Reddit, Reddit, and it's this whole room, a chat room filled yeah. with hundreds of thousands of people who basically are trying to argue against the gospel, mm. argue against the existence of God. And so mm. here's the thing: I have known. Good young people who thought, I'll go in there and be a witness. I'll go in there and be a testimony. Oh, I'll share the yeah. gospel. And what happens to them is is they get their brains twisted up with these people who have spent entire lifetime coming up with the the arguments of the mm-hmm. you know of the ardent atheists and they get twisted into knots and then it causes them a crisis of faith. Mm. I've literally sat with young people who knew their faith, who had gone to Bible college, who were suicidal over their inability to give answers to all the accusations that came from that. Mm. And my first word to them was this, delete Reddit delete it completely and quit fooling around because you understand you're arguing with satanic arguments and he's had 6,000 plus years to, to come up with his, his lines of argument and you're never going to convince them. They've given their soul over to the, they're only going to poison. They're going to try to poison your well. and, and, And the reality is this, there are other people in other places that will respond to the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel this way, and this is going to be controversial, and people are going to give me, you know, they're always going to give me this, well, I heard one time, or I had this happen one time. <laughs> but I feel the same way when a Mormon or a Jehovah Witness comes comes to my door. Mm-hmm. And I'm with them up front as soon as they open the door, and and I know their spiel. I know how they're going to approach it. I've, I've used some of their methodology mm-hmm. before in my own evangelization. And I look at them and I say this, I'm not going to waste your time, and you're not going to waste my time. <laughs> Because I know exactly why you're here. I know what you believe. I know what you believe, and you will never convince me otherwise. And you are not in a position right now where you want me to convince you. If you ever want to come back and have a genuine conversation, but you're not. We're not going to do it today. We're not going to do it right now. And 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 then I close the door. I don't. And I have people, well-meaning people, say, "Oh, I always witness to them. I always whatever." Do you realize that they go back to their kingdom hall? 
as soon as they're done with you and put your name on a list, hey, I've got a good prospect. They talk to me for 30 minutes. They are programmed and so forth. But here's the deal, unless you think I'm too unspiritual for, for saying that, my challenge to you is go across the street to your neighbor, invite them over for dinner, build a relationship with them, and start living your faith in front of them and sharing your faith specifically with them. They're going to be far more respect, uh, receptive to it because right. they're not anonymous. Right. They're not a stranger. Right. And they're not doing, you know, dashing conversion uh, type type of things, mm. you know. So... And that's what Jesus was simply saying. He's saying, you're going to be rejected by the Jewish Pharisees. You're going to be rejected by the legalists. You're going to be rejected by all these people. So don't let them preoccupy your time and your yeah. attention. Yeah. D- shake the, the dust off your feet. Don't cast your pearls before the swine. They're not going to appreciate the value that you have with the gospel. Instead, go sit with the tax collector. Yes. Go sit with the prostitute. Yeah. Go sit with the drunkard and put your arm around them and say, hey, let me tell you about somebody who loves you and has and, 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 and with a testimony that has nothing to gain mm, from them, mm. you share what Christ has done for you. Yeah. And in doing that, you are giving them the bread of life, yes. the water from which they'll never thirst again. Yes. You are giving them the, the, the doorway to eternal life. You're giving them peace and, and grace and mercy. Mm. And there's nothing in it for you, but there's everything in it for them. Yeah. That is such an important message. And I think it's an important lesson for us to apply because I think so many of us, we can get caught up debating people and just arguing with people. And instead of just saying, I know there are people out here that are looking and that are, and that are ready to receive this message. No one ever brings anybody to Christ on their own. That is a work of the Holy Spirit. You never save anybody. The Holy Spirit is who saves. So understand you can't cram it down their throat. You can't package it in such a lovely package that it becomes appealing. Either God is in it and his Holy Spirit is in it and drawing people to repentance and salvation, or it's a waste of time. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. And uh, if you ever want to tour a pig farm, go see Dan. Come see me. We'll go together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I think it's important. Is an important lesson for us to learn is that, um, that, that we can actually waste time and we can uh, do something that is counterproductive to actual gospel advancement. And uh, if we're going to share the gospel, may we pray that God leads us to people that have good soil, hearts that are ready to receive um, the good news of Jesus. Uh, I hope that you've been blessed and challenged by this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us on Life Talks. We will talk to you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.